0: What's up? This is Matt Franco.
1: And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic.
0: Episode 101. Um, We're in triple digits,
1: officially. We are in
0: triple digits. There's a... Backlash from episode 100, which I'm excited to get into, but we're gonna hold off on that for just a little bit.
1: Yeah, little teaser at the top, and I'm excited to get into that. But uh, what's what's up with you, Eric? Uh, this has been uh, we're we're recording on a short week here because uh, things just get crazy for me this week. Uh, but I am uh, I, we I had a big momentous occasion occur this past weekend on June 5th, Matt. That was the 10-year anniversary of my audition airing on America's Got Talent. It was a
0: great post.
1: I saw what you posted about it. I can't believe it's been 10 years. <laughs> it doesn't it's feel wild. like it's been that long, but it's weird that I have this like demarcation point where I can now like know what 10 years is as someone who's bad at estimating. Now I know, like, (laughs) I can feel 10 years. Well, you got to be careful
0: because that that number will change as time goes on.
1: Right, right. But I at least know at least, like, what a decade feels like now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I try to remember the year people are born rather than their age because the age continues to change. Yeah,
1: that keeps growing.
0: That keeps Um, going in one direction. (laughs) A little further back, just a little bit further back than 10 years, I actually remember where I was when you called me to tell me how everything went.
1: Right, because I actually auditioned in, like, March 2012, Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. there was a lag time from that first couple, uh, like, uh, live tapings that we did, or the tapings before it aired on television, and just, like, knowing all that craziness, so, uh, I don't know, Matt, should I read that post I did? I feel like, I mean, that's uh, kind of, it's it's long, do we want to, maybe I'll skim through some of it. Uh, for those of us, you didn't see it on my social media, but if you-
0: I'd say whatever you're comfortable with, if you want to read it or give the highlights, I mean, it was it was all it was all very well put, just kind of documenting mm-hmm. what it was like to go from what you were doing to. Uh, what happened to you? I mean, it's an epiphany.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's not that long. I'll, I'll read through it real fast. Okay. okay, just in case anyone didn't see it on social media. But, I think uh, it's worth it. Uh, ten years ago today, I made my national television debut on America's Got Talent, a life-changing event that allowed me to go full-time as a performer. When I auditioned, I had just quit teaching and was working at a board game store uh, that part wasn't highlighted in my background, by the way. Uh, but I do love board games. Uh, they, I, they
0: chose not to do that. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, they focused more on the teaching uh, mm-hmm. later on. It took them four rounds to even get to any of my backstory, by the way. <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> uh, I'd perform at some colleges, open mic nights at comedy clubs, and any other venue that would have me. My only goal was to hopefully get a TV credit in order to raise my profile to get more gigs. And if not, at least learn about the TV audition experience in the process. I never expected to be selected for the show and didn't even tell my family I was auditioning for the producers. I just went. That was true. Yeah, they had like a small little cattle call in Boston that was smaller than like the larger ones that you see them do, uh, which I don't think they even show those anymore because they're all kind of filmed in LA, right? Right, (laughs) yeah. yeah. But they used to go to different cities and just like it would be an open call for anyone to show up and they would get B-roll footage of that. Anyway, um, I wasn't... uh, It wasn't until I was asked to fly out for that television first round in Austin, Texas, that it all became real. Once that audition aired on June 5th, 2012, I knew I had succeeded with my only goal of getting a TV credit, and the three rounds afterwards were just icing on the cake at that point. Uh, As the first mind reader on the show, for a brief time was also the most famous mind reader in the country, which in retrospect is a weird thing to say, something I still have a hard time grasping, uh, with celebrities such as Howard Stern talking about me on his radio show and making Diddleman a household name, along with articles in Rolling Stone Entertainment Weekly and even the National Enquirer, which is a strange credit that I still love. Uh, it, <laughs> it was a surreal experience to be thrust into the limelight at that level. But I never sought out to be famous. I just wanted to be able to perform for a living. And for the past 10 years, I'm proud to say I've been able to follow my dreams and do just that. Thank you to everyone who at the time showed their support, voted for me in the later rounds on the show, and booked me for events. And thank you to my family, friends, agents, manager, and everyone who continues to support me in my career to this day. I truly appreciate you. So That's the post. Uh, yeah it gives me the feels thinking back to it you know yeah it was so crazy that it even happened (laughs) yeah
0: i mean it it, it, it's yeah it's just like i said i remember where i was when you called me to tell me how everything went Mm -hmm. um i did the same thing whereas like i didn't tell anyone when i went to the uh small open call in providence yeah um you know, it's like, and I I learned so much from watching you go through the whole process. And I've said it before, I was more nervous in the audience, watching your live uh, (laughs) shows than I was being up there myself. I mean, I was just bouncing Mm -hmm. in my seat. I was just, I couldn't even contain my, my nerves and excitement watching you up there. And it was, it was inspiring to say the least.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. You're like getting in this, uh, you know, kind of reflective mood of, like, what it all means, and and looking back that far, just, it's like, I'm so lucky that, like, you know, it's it's with any casting thing, it's like, the casting producers are looking for what they're, or cra- casting directors, rather, are looking for their ideal of what they're trying to do, and I always tell people who are trying to go on the show, it's like, they have an idea of what they want and you have an idea of what you want. And ideally those match up, but who knows with anything, you might just not be the right fit or might, might not be the right time. And just maybe kinda...
0: someone else wore the similar outfit as you. And they just went, Oh, let's go with this one. And they couldn't air the other one cause it was too similar.
1: Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... a lot of stars <laughs> aligning. Yeah, exactly. For things to work out. So I'm i uh, I'm just thrilled it did. And then the fact that they liked it and you know, kept putting me through again was like I said in the post, icing on the cake.
0: Well, the time frame thing is crazy. I saw on Instagram recently one of the producers of that show like shared something about their daughter going off to college and and I was like, I remember their kids being little.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? So I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. Um, people like I'll see on TikTok and things, like comments I'll receive, it's like, like, It'll be like an adult, essentially. It'll be like someone who's 18, 19 years old saying, like, you were my childhood idol. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, yeah, when, when I auditioned for the show additionally, uh, originally, and, and certainly you, they would have been 8, 9, 10 years old.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right?
0: I mean, it's crazy that people have sort of grown up with the show.
1: And I, I've seen that when I've done my college gigs, too, because, uh, you know, when I was doing the college market when I first started, you know, right before that show and after... The show a lot of the current college students hadn't watched it because they're busy in college and right then later in following years you get more people being like oh i watched you growing up and so i, I kind of had that sense already it was like wow yeah i'm still doing colleges as students are aging into the college age right know? yeah <laughs> right <laughs> that's awesome yeah so uh again uh it's crazy to think about it so someone posted on my um i didn't respond to it but uh are like what did you learn from it what did you what would you have done differently mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if i've done that full reflection on it yet but um well I mean,
0: now would be a good time right i yeah. mean how long are you going to wait <laughs> 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 uh, you act like it just happened last week well i, I haven't really had a chance to reflect <laughs> yeah exactly well <laughs>
1: well i think uh, i mean i mean the Most crazy moments were just like, again, uh, just going through the process of it and just everything that came from it since allowing me to continue performing and uh, the opportunities that came from it. So I think those are my favorite parts. Uh, And also there was like a fun, like problem solving element to it. where trying to figure out what worked well on TV and what would work well. And uh, I remember going through the stress of putting together the deal or no deal. Uh, routine and just you know I had to go the last week of quarterfinals because it wasn't going to be finished to build those cases to look like the deal or no deal cases Mm -hmm. uh, until the last possible moment Uh, but uh, the other question was more interesting to me is like what would I have done differently and I think performance wise I don't think much I think piece like the pieces I picked were what I would still have done I would have done that Uh, but I think maybe not, not realizing the powerhouse of that show and like because i was going from you know scraping by as an entertainer to the full time so having some sort of runway of you know contacting agents managers as i was on the show you know mm-hmm. so that i could really take advantage of it as soon as it ended mm-hmm. uh um, you know it took me a while to figure out you know how to really you know make a living out of it using that huge platform that I was just on so going in having more of a plan I think might have Mm -hmm. been the strategy But again, I didn't know. I didn't even know what I didn't know at that time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. You don't know what you don't know.
1: I just didn't even consider. I was like, oh, I guess some people watch the show or whatever, right? I didn't know it was that huge, right? (laughs) Uh, Right, Or if I was even going to go far, right? So I didn't even expect to even be on it. So I didn't have a plan for the successes that came after it. I just kind of took them as they came. So, yeah. It's Uh, a,
0: it's a wild thing to be part of whenever people ask, and I'm sure people have asked you many times over the years and will continue to ask, like, especially performers, you know, should I audition for the show? Should I try to go on the show? I mean, I've always said, well, yeah, of course, if you're comfortable with it, yes, because what's the worst case scenario to me, the worst mm -hmm. case scenario is you auditioned for the biggest show in the world, biggest talent show in the world. I mean that, and you already mentioned it, you already said it would be a learning experience nonetheless.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the worst case. Right. Yeah. And just- unless unless you really feel like you have something to lose. But the truth is, you know, if you're worried about going on there and, and looking like a fool, that footage is only going to really be seen and remembered by if you choose to share it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. right. You know, it's like. People's memories are pretty short especially when it comes to tv and uh, it's why i constantly have to remind people i was even on that show (laughs) 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 but uh but but no yeah i think you're right like i think when people go on the show and when they become disappointed is when they have too high expectations and they think they're gonna go a certain number of rounds or win the whole show uh, in your case you were correct but uh but i <laughs> no, but i didn't think that right but but i i gave you that advice too i was like set the bar low because otherwise if you're and, and we know other performers i know other performers who've been on who were like oh i'm gonna go three rounds i got this plan this plan this plan right it's like no don't plan <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to have it in the back of your mind but if you're expecting it then you're only gonna end up disappointing yourself but if you then go further than you think you were going to go, then you're pleasantly surprising yourself. I think that's the right. better attitude to have about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is true. People's memories are, are short and maybe getting shorter. I mean, right. <laughs> especially, uh, especially with like TikTok and things uh-huh. like that. Now, I mean, people are doing a scroll and a like and a continue to scroll. Right. So like mm-hmm. I, I feel like now there's sort of fandom with like following things where you might not even know the name of the thing that you're following.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Right. So a few years ago when like YouTube was sort of, I don't know how many years ago I'm referencing here, but when YouTube was sort of a little more up and coming, it was kind of before the TikTok and all of that, that was longer form content. Mm -hmm. So people would be like excited that that 20 minute video dropped of that blogger of sorts or chef or whatever it is that they followed. And like, you really get to know someone through that twenty minutes, as opposed to twenty seconds. Right. So I always wonder what that's like, and it, if it means anything. I don't know. If, I don't know that it's good or bad, but I do feel like now, like I follow accounts where I might not know that person's name, but I know, oh, that's the guy who does the
1: the dad jokes or sure. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you do things? Do you follow things like that or no? Yeah, there's definitely like uh, things I. Uh, everything's just so niche now. So if you're not in that little like subgroup, you might not ever heard of it. I mean, we know that as magicians because there's like famous magicians. We all look up to and that just people not in this industry don't don't know even have never even heard the name. Uh, right. But um. But yeah, I think there's probably some accounts that I follow that I don't necessarily know the name of, but I'm just like, oh, I saw th- this person again. I see this person again, and right. I think it is that quick, like, oh, we're gonna watch this and immediately move on to the next content without doing what I'm trying to do right now is reflect on something that you know <laughs> had some impact. Uh, you know.
0: Well, it's the same thing with a show like America's Got Talent on a major network, mm-hmm. right? Like so we've talked about this a little bit before too. That's, there are a million channels now and now there's a million streaming things. So everything sort of gets diluted a bit, but, um, anyway, a little bit of a sidebar
1: during the reflection. That's all. Yeah. No, no, no. Excellent. Well, I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm excited to see where the next 10 years go. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm not slowing down and, uh, not, not going to stop performing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, just right? looking for the next opportunities and figuring out how to capitalize off of it. Now
0: it's so. interesting. I never really thought of it as a launching pad for you in terms of going full time, but it is true. See, I always considered you an artist. So sure. despite the fact that you were, yeah. you know, working at the the store, teaching, and all yeah. of that, it never really occurred to me that yeah, it was AGT that allowed you to go full time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was
0: interesting. I kind of like never really considered it that for you. Because you were already trying to tackle it so hard before that.
1: But I think it was just a, a quicker step towards the end goal. I think I would have gotten mm-hmm. there eventually. Oh, uh, absolutely. Of, you know, and figured it out. And, you know, it's just, uh, again, if you're... You were on the cusp. Sure, of course. And, you I know? mean, I posted the audition video. It says I had been doing it for three years. And that was just three years professionally. You know, I had been performing ever since I was little. But to, to make that step, right, and to, I mean... A lot of professional comedians I know say like the reason they're where they're at now is because they're the ones that just didn't quit. And because you, you face so much, uh, you know, adversity and people, you know, hard, a lot of no's and showbiz and the fact that, you know, it's whoever can just see themselves as this is the only thing I can see myself doing. Right. they mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so we're going to stay with it no matter what until they get some level of success or at least can make a living at it or figure out a way to keep their passions going while figuring out another stream of income because you know they can't picture a life without them doing the thing that they love to do. So I think for me I would have f- figured out a way to make it work whether it'd been another opportunity later on. It's it and that's the thing too is like these opportunities come you just have to be prepared to take them when they do. So <laughs> and how cool is it to
0: just be part of something bigger, right? right. Like you're 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 really you have to kind of play in the sandbox well with others because you're just one small piece of this huge puzzle of that show.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: like, I don't know, it's kind of like, I'm trying to (laughs) equate it to something like, is it like being a small band and and then getting signed to a record label? Is it like, you know, having a hit? I don't know exactly how to correlate it to other things that make it feel more like, um, tangible but like it's it, you really feel part of something larger
1: yeah, yeah. But but
0: but that's a very um like intangible thing to say if that right, makes sense right, it's like right. it, it, it's really hard to like grasp what that means but when you're there you know it
1: yeah absolutely. there's no
0: mistaking it
1: yeah, and you were mentioning indie bands too, because uh, I was thinking about when they make their big break into mainstream or whatever. And then sometimes that's through America's Got Talent. Sometimes by the it way. is, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. But it's again waiting for those opportunities and everyone says it, you know, it takes years to become an overnight success. And they have mm-hmm. that I love that image. I think it's a juggler, right? And he's on stage and he's like juggling plates and everyone's standing and cheering. But what you see is you see it behind the juggler angle, and it's just the stairway. Of of uh, like this red carpet stairway leading up to the stage. It's all these broken plates. So it's all the things that he tried that didn't work. All the the years of practice, right? Mm-hmm. That no one sees to be ready when that opportunity comes. And I think right. that's the thing to remember is like, yeah, if you if you haven't had you know an success, if you tried out for AGT and it didn't work out, it's like great, keep at it. They're gonna have other opportunities and just keep mm-hmm. honing your craft and eventually you know, you're going to, you're going to break through if you stick with it, you're going to find a way to make it work. Absolutely. Yeah. And you
0: were a one and done though. Like you, you had an audition previously, right?
1: Nope. That was my first ever. Yeah. Right. Try at it. So,
0: so I, 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 it was my second go around cause I had tried <laughs> when I was a teenager for season one. Right. Right. But,
1: well, we'll kept at it. keep doing the podcast for two more years and then you can do your 10 year anniversary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that up <laughs>
1: and reflect from that. So, but
0: I'll try my best by then. We'll have forgotten how good your, your
1: recap was. So <laughs> maybe I'll have the guts to do it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else has been going on in Vegas with you, Matt? I've been thinking a lot about um, like, It bothers me a little bit
0: that, um, like TikTok and Instagram sort of educate people as to what magic is, but it's like not correct. And I want to start finding a way and I'm bouncing this off you for, uh, advice. Hopefully, Mm. um, like I want to find a way to create content or convey the idea of like, this is the idea I have in my head. Like, you know, the, the playing card that turns into the watch that everyone does. Sure. Yeah. And it looks absolutely amazing.
1: It does. It looks and like, like pure magic.
0: Yeah. It's like very visual and cool. And there's lots of magic like that on Instagram and it's nice eye candy, but that's not really what magic is to me. Mm-hmm. That's just like one little piece. And I, I'm going to have a hard time articulating this. I'll tell you right now, which is why I haven't sure done this yet. Um, but I really want to find a way to like do, maybe do that trick, for example, and say, this is what people think magic is boom, you know, playing card turns into a watch or fooling in the latest flap card gimmick here. Right. Right. Um, and then like sort of go into an explanation of like why that's not all magic is about. Like magic is not just a puzzle. Um, but then I, I always have trouble like sort of articulating in an interesting way, why I'm so passionate about it and how it's so, it so goes so much deeper than that. And, and that's not why I've been, they keep me around at the link for the past X amount of years. Right. That's right. not why, um, America's got talent loves magic uh, or major networks love magic. Right. Like there's so much more to it that makes it work. And a lot of times people watch it and love it, but they don't know why they're loving it or, or they hate it because they don't, see the other layers i feel like and i want to find a way to convey it that like it's not just
1: something to be figured out yeah Yeah, a lot of people approach it with just that puzzle mentality of like what how is this happening right well i see i
0: see comments all the time and i and i feel bad because they're misguided but i don't know how to i want to be able to answer because i see a lot of them Mm -hmm. and they're misguided comments of magic is this this is why i don't like it or Magic is just blank and like they're just misguided and I want to be able to say and I don't want to just start replying to a million comments individually trying to explain in a sentence what I mean. So I thought, well, why don't I answer the overarching thing here in videos where I can talk directly to the to the end user um, with with the with a different perspective? And I'm having trouble articulating it, and I think I just need to sit down and write it because I can't. I'm not the type of person that's going to be able to do it off the top of the dome. Right. right.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's it's about more than yeah the puzzle aspect of it of just it's it's what feelings are trying to be conveyed and obviously wonder and amazement, but it's 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 the suspension of disbelief. It's what we want to be able to do. And see that like anything is possible in the world is part of it. I think uh, at like a core, you know, deeper meaning. But I also think you know some people are like, oh, they're just tricking me, or there's mm. got to be a rational explanation. But I think yeah. it's 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 taking yourself into it. It's why we watch movies or we watch any art form. We want to be moved by. Yeah, I mean, this ties into our conversation about that writing for emotional impact book of like why do we listen to stories why do we why do we do all this stuff is because we want to be moved on uh, on a individual level and experience these emotions and do so in a you know safe setting there's a whole bit of like if you're reading a great bit of writing you are vi- you're vicariously like your emotions are sympathetic to the writer that wrote the story or the characters that are in the story. It's like we're kind of harmonizing, we're, we're uh, uh, vibrating at the same level. Uh, and yes. I think, and I think at the deep down part of it, that just means we all are trying to strive for some sort of human connection and what we are as human beings. So part of that is awe and wonder and so forth.
0: Right. Now I need to find a way. <laughs> <laughs> To simplify this so that it's like, here's what people think magic is. Boom demonstration. And here's why it's not that right. Like something that sort of immediately the hook, I think defies expectations. Just taking you into my process a little bit here. The goal is to say like, here's what you think. Here's why that's wrong. Or here's why here's another perspective on it. And then find a way to sort of, you know, take the ideas of what you expressed um, and let people know like there's more to it. In other words, so what is magic really? Maybe this is the end of it. What is magic really? Well, I can't
1: share it with you in, in right. 20 seconds. That's you have to I experience it live. I was going to say like, yeah, if you're trying to do a quick little TikTok video where you're trying to explain magic in, in that kind of direct to the point, it kind of speaks against to the feeling of magic. Well, up to 90 way. seconds, right? Yeah. Or 60 seconds. Yeah. I, I
0: think they're, they're expanding it to 90. I don't know if my account has access to that yet because I think uh-huh. it rolls out slowly. But like 60 to 90 seconds maximum of trying to say like, look, yes, this is really cool. And this is an amazing visual f- feast for your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> right? But like, that's not, that's not what... Oh, that's not. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I want to be, find right. a way to express that. Anyway, wanted yeah. to bounce it off you, like I do many other things, and just see mm. what you, uh, you know. Even though the uh, social media thing is not like your your favorite avenue, um, just kind of see if you thought yeah. there was some value there to, to be able to provide that sort of edutainment, education slash entertainment.
1: Yeah, edutainment. Uh, interesting. I think.
0: I think. We're, I think. <laughs> I think it's my duty
1: okay yeah yeah because you're so pop you're so on social media and people see this and there's a lot uh, to, to, to educate people how you do that i know i have some uh youtuber friends who you know are just like hey whenever there's like comments that are derailing the channel they're like this is not what we do here this is like let me educate you on what we're doing here and why we're doing it and that does seem to help a bit so i think yeah you're in the right to try and tackle this problem but i think it's also this feeling of wonder that's hard to express in uh 90 seconds right it's hard to really get to the core of it and i think that's the point and why people want to go see magic live i got Um, an idea sure
0: uh i i I might lose it and i I wanted to write it down as i was thinking it i i think there might be some sort of tagline that's useful here I, I totally hijacked this podcast into a creative session. That's
1: totally fine.
0: That sometimes <laughs> happens here. Um, oh, God, I don't want to lose it. So it was something along the lines of like the same reason. So why can't why can't I show you real magic in 30 seconds? Yeah. The same reason you can't watch a movie in 30 seconds. Something like that.
1: Yeah. It's, there it's, might be something there. It's, it's hard to build a connection in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I like think.
0: yeah i can show you the trailer
1: right but it's 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 the journey not the end goal right it's the it's the you you i we were talking about this with the, the the writing for emotional impact you get to an ending but it's not satisfying one way or the other unless you go with the journey through the main character and see everything that leads up to it and i think that can be the same with magic right
0: Yes. Do you think there's something there? Do you think that was interesting, the thing about the movie? Is that like make it easy for people to go, Oh yeah, I get that.
1: I think so. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. But well, be honest with me, obviously. No,
1: of course. Yeah. I think I think that's a good way to sum it up, but again, you can also say there's no way to sum it up in a short little format like this too. <laughs> that's it, my it, point. <laughs> What do you mean? Like short? For, yeah. Like you're not gonna be able to get the full thoughts of your thoughts on magic in a short little Instagram post,
0: right? But I mean, it's so funny because if I was like a, a puzzle maker, there's no there's no way people for the past seven years would be you know getting tickets to that,
1: <laughs> right? Right?
0: It's not just it's not just a puzzle.
1: It's not just about figuring out the method.
0: Or even it just being, or even that being a method. Yeah, there's, there's so much more to it, and I just wish every time I say that, then I go, "Well, what is there to it?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have trouble mm. articulating what there is to it well then, you, i know there's more to it
1: you want to throw it to our listeners as well yes. so if you have thoughts on this feel free to write us at mind over oh and i'm sure sh- literally
0: i feel like people might be like yelling at their yeah you know their speaker right now saying like well yeah there's this this and this
1: absolutely and I-
0: <laughs> but like i get so excited and, and passionate about it then i just go oh um, i don't know
1: <laughs> well let me ask you this because i know i've had to answer this question for myself as I go why why do you do magic? What got you into it? What was the original passion, the seed for it? Why are you doing that instead of music? Why are you doing that instead of being an actor? Why are you doing that instead of being a TV personality or whatever? Um,
0: I we're think get, we're getting like,
1: deep on this podcast.
0: <laughs> there were multiple questions there. The yeah. first one was like, why did you get into it? And like, I can't really, really, really remember because i was so young so i don't know that i can really give like an honest answer other than that i was fascinated by it at a
1: very young age right but why do you continue doing it just because it's expected of you no right um i do love it exactly um why
0: over music or anything else i think i had a a more natural knack for magic than probably anything else in life um for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um I, I, I honestly, one of the reasons I just do it for me, like I, I, I enjoy pretty much all aspects of it. Everything from sitting down with a book and trying to, you know, interpret the text mm-hmm. magic wise to watching um, people perform magic to performing magic myself to uh, the creative process of like trying to convey magic through new platforms such as. Mm-hmm. what we're talking about now um but you're asking why yeah dude i can't
1: i i don't know <laughs> well it's, it's that feeling it's, well isn't that isn't that kind of what magic represents in a way when you don't have the words to express it's yeah this this, this power of wonder that's the inexplain inexplainable and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we can kind of draw towards you know certain passions of ours but also what we're trying to give audience members as they watch magic as well, or just mm-hmm. a moment of suspending. I mean, just in terms of entertainment alone, it's like people are looking for that escapism to, to forget about all their troubles that are going on in the world for just a moment and just be there. It's kind of similar to your, you know, the meditation you're always, um, you know, touting. So right. to, to then, say like hey yeah it's it's something that i'm fascinated i'm fascinated with all aspects too of why this works on people how is this happening to people what feeling and what's actually going on in other people's minds when they see that Uh, but i think when it boils down to it it's like yeah that moment when people react in a way of something you caused and for a second they just believe that it's real i don't even know if they believe it's real but they just have this experience they've never experienced before yeah
0: for me it's less about that moment like and more about just like falling in love with every aspect of the performance the Mm -hmm. movement the music Mm -hmm. choice the 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 everything and when 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 a performer that i see like sort of hits on all those cylinders that to me is like the real magic right
1: absolutely yeah anyway anyway uh
0: i digress
1: interesting no it's, it's definitely uh some interesting thoughts to consider. Um, I remember I, when I applied for the Psychic Entertainers Association, I had to write uh, an essay on why I wanted to join, and I it, I took it to write why I'm into mind reading and mm-hmm. mentalism specifically. So I'll have to try and figure out if I can dig that up. I want I'm very curious to see what I wrote at that time to see what my justification was, and maybe that'll help. So,
0: yeah. All right. Well, be on the lookout. Maybe I will. Uh, I will try to start conveying thoughts on why magic is more than just tricks in the future absolutely On social media we'll see we'll see if it sees the light of day maybe not maybe it just stays in the notebook or on this (laughs) scrap piece of
1: paper (laughs) or this podcast that anyone can listen to that's true (laughs) um matt you want to switch oh actually before we get to riddles i do want to mention i did a bachelor party this weekend okay Uh, when you say did that almost like
0: in our world that implies like that could mean that you performed
1: <laughs> i did i did perform
0: oh okay i didn't know if you said yeah. you
1: attended or performed okay. no 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 i i performed at a bachelor party and not okay. as the stripper <laughs> <laughs> Uh it was actually uh it was really delightful the uh the guy who was getting married uh he uh was like super into magic like and just wanted as one of the events. Some magic as a bachelor party or some mind reading or whatever, some sort of entertainment that's mystery arts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, through, you know, a connection of a connection of a connection. Right. They uh, they he saw my clips and was fascinated and they hired me and I did a 45 minute uh, living room show in front of 13 guys. Uh, their bachelor party. That were like, you know, we had to. They had to stop the uh, the partying a little bit, and they all had to like sit down on the couch and like <laughs> enjoy wow. the show. And uh, I I had a blast. It was really fun. Uh, but uh, I mean, certainly there's challenges from you know doing a traditional magic show or, or mind reading show in a theater environment or like environment we're used to doing, but it's like, kind of like, you just go for the flow. I'm curious, have you done any like living room type performances or have strategies on how to tackle a unique situation such as that?
0: Uh, Over the years, tons, honestly, yeah. including bachelor parties, um, including lots of private events over the years, mm-hmm. uh, including lots of, unorthodox uh environments yeah absolutely and i just like to sort of adapt to the venue and use it to my advantage right so like uh, i i remember going into like private homes and like seeing a mantle and like using that like i would put things on it You know, so I could like work the room and like almost like, you know, picking up different props, whether or not they're mine, who knows, or if I'm just picking up this book off this person's mantle or whatever. So like I like just kind of using the environment to like my advantage and make it make, you know, they say all the world's a stage kind of make that that area the whole area, the stage. We talked about this with the House of Blues gig you and I did many, many years ago. Absolutely. And sort of yeah. choosing to work the room mm-hmm. because the setup wasn't ideal. Um, I get bachelor parties all the time a- at my show in Vegas, which is right. always like of a funny kind of interesting thing. The same way you're talking about it was kind of interesting that they brought you in for this. It's kind of interesting that you're in Las Vegas. You could see anything in the world that you want, and you choose the magic show um, at at the bachelor (laughs) party, which is like awesome. And it happens way more often than you would think, Um, and it's great. And you know, I guess people like magic. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's true. People get really fascinated by it. What uh, I found to be the the key element here is when you're with a group of people that just all know each other when they're all mm-hmm. friendly and it's more about, I mean, especially for a bachelor party, the, the guys bonding with one another and just kind of being, I don't know, for lack of a better term, bro with each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I found like, if you just go in with the attitude of I'm going to do a stage show, I'm going to do my traditional stand-up jokes that I do or whatever. Forget it. You gotta, you gotta be able to adapt real quick because the spotlight's not necessarily on you. It's more about the environment. So like, I, you know, was more willing to let the guys call out and make little inside jokes with each other and kind like of like razz each other because that's kind of what the whole vibe was of the evening. And you know, did it? Did I have to stop and just wait for them to finish their jokes? Sure, of course. But that's mm-hmm. what they were kind of paying for was just this whole, uh, you know, com- camaraderie that they were trying to build amongst themselves. And then, you know, when they were done, I continued with the show, and they were they loved every minute of it. So. And had you been less experienced, you may have not known to do that. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying is like kind of feeling out the vibe and adapting to the situation is so key in those kind of, you know, and it, it, it had a casual feel to it anyway. So it's like, yeah, we're not on a tight, time clock where, you know, the next act has to come out or we're cutting to a commercial break or whatever. Like Right. That, you know. Right. <laughs> There's a hard out here. So uh, to be able to know like, oh, I can kind of like pull back a little bit and just have fun in the moment and then go back into the, the, the show. And I think that's, you know, obviously plays into the things we talk about with improv, but also having a script and knowing that you can go away from your script and come back to the script uh, is so key.
0: Absolutely. Very so. cool.
1: So just wanted to bring that up. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and thanks for, if, if they happen to be listening, thanks for, for booking me for your fun event. Um, we, we,
0: we said we were going to keep this episode on the shorter side. No, We failed. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to it yet, the uh, <laughs> trivia.
1: <laughs> let's, let's jump into Diddle Me This now. Let's do it. Diddle me this. Diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles! Alright, I'm hoping we haven't done this one. I am uh working on compiling all our past ones so I can check it <laughs> against those. But uh the harder you run, the harder it is to catch me. What am I? Have you the heard this one? The harder you run? Have you heard this one, Matt? No. Okay. Did the you say h- the harder you run? The harder you run, the harder it is to catch me. What am I?
0: Um, this is referring to a dog
1: and Chasing his tail. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I feel like it doesn't matter how hard you run. You're still not going to catch that tail if you're a dog.
0: The harder you run, what does it say? The harder it is to catch me? Yeah. Well, let's think about the word run. Okay, Um, let's do it. It's not just in the traditional sense of running or walking. You could also talk about running water um, you could talk about running for office. Sure, you could talk now. Because a lot of times these double meanings are important. Catch mm-hmm. could mean different things. The harder it is to catch me. Yep. Um, I'm not not finding the answer. Other than obviously, I already got it
1: because it was the dog thing, right? <laughs> um this specifically says harder you run the harder it is to catch me so i don't i am i don't think you're a dog so i'm gonna oh eliminate. the harder
0: you run the yeah. harder it is to catch me oh it's i got it i got it because we it? had one similar to this what is it shadow
1: oh i see what you're doing uh i mean technically catch if you bent down you could catch your shadow right i mean you could
0: shake hands with it kind of Yeah. yes
1: yeah. It mirrors you. Look um, at all these so ideas. It's not shadow or dog? and Or a dog named Shadow? Is that it? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I like that we're giving you all these ideas for shadow related magic tricks <laughs> later on. Um, all right. You were thinking about different definitions of the word run. I'll g- give you a hint and then say, think of the uh, just, you know, surface level definition of run. <laughs>
0: surface level definition of run yeah just like like walk fast or jog
1: sure yeah okay great now think of um you know things that you can catch that are related to that <laughs> um
0: well you could catch all kinds of things
1: mm-hmm.
0: right i mean you could but catch then- a ball you could catch a
1: disease you could okay i like. Catch a- <laughs> Um, that's more thinking out of the box which this riddle is doing what happens if you run real fast what 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 do you go through this is
0: silly i was totally on with the the it's catch your breath
1: it's catch your breath. Yeah, I was totally
0: on with the. I was on the right track the whole time
1: with the other meanings of the words. Yeah, absolutely. But of catch, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> no, but
0: than... I, 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 said that, but yeah. I just, I didn't get breath.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I like that riddle. It's a fun riddle. Hey, are you really good at crossword
0: puzzles or what?
1: I do some. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I've been enjoying crossword puzzles. I like
1: them a lot. I do the. I think it times. helps me
0: like my cognitive something. I don't sure. know like. I just enjoy doing them. Me too. Re- recently,
1: yeah. Oh, is there trivia related to crossword puzzles? Nope. Okay, so let's jump to trivia. <laughs> Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Trivia, pressure, trivia. Time. All right, I'm ready when you are. Okay. Uh,
0: I actually took a request from you on this one.
1: Oh, okay. So I've got
0: three. um, All of them are movie taglines in which you were going to try to guess the movie.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Taglines are interesting because sometimes there's like multiple taglines for one movie.
0: Well, you know what I mean? It's not. I'm sorry. Not taglines. I should have said catchphrases from the movie.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's different. Okay. I could probably do that.
0: Catchphrases, which was uh, your request from last time.
1: Sure. Let's do it.
0: The first one is you talking to me.
1: You talking to me? Mm -hmm. That's taxi driver.
0: That is correct. <laughs> uh, the next one is You Can't Handle the Truth. A Few Good Men. <laughs> begin each day like it was on
1: purpose. Ooh, I don't know if I know that one. Begin your choices. Begin each day as if it was on purpose. Uh, first instinct is something like I don't know, feels like a dead poet society or something like that. But go on, What is? what are the choices?
0: 51st dates. OK. Groundhog Day. Uh-huh. Hitch:
1: Hitch. Well, I mean, to go with the theming, it's got to be Groundhog Day, but I don't remember that as a quote from the movie per se, but um, I don't really think of catchphrases from any of those movies. <laughs> this just seems like a random quote. It's not like something people know as like a lexicon from, you know, catchphrases. So uh, wait, say it one more time. Begin each day like it was on purpose. Uh, Well, yeah. 51st Dates is interesting because she wakes up uh, and doesn't have the memory. Groundhog Day is the same day over and over again. Hitch seems like it's something you would say. I don't know. I'm just going to go Groundhog Day. Is it Groundhog Day?
0: It is not. No. What is it? Oh wait. I also picked Groundhog Day. 51st Dates? it is not this is hitch the movie it's hitch. hitch
1: it's hitch matt you know we're not supposed to be talking about will smith so oh I, feel like...
0: I broke the cardinal rule <laughs> i forgot <laughs> see how quickly our memories fade <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah again i don't I, I like the movie hitch it's just like i don't remember any memorable quotes from it
0: <laughs> hey you got the first two really fast without choices so was Still
1: that the impressive. last one what? No, that was all three. That was the last. Okay, there's Yeah, yeah three. that was all all three. Right, Perfect. Amazing. So I feel pretty good. I came out on top. Uh, Matt, yes, you did. Let's get into the mailbag. The, the mailbag. Mail I've got mail. First of all, uh, we had some people comment about us uh, talking about the people performing in, opp- in opportun- uh, opportunities. Lots of feedback on this well well first I had someone says by the way just to, to write in our friend Rob said uh, the official castle policy because we were talking about people performing oh you know, cool at the castle, yeah. uh, is to never perform in a line for a show uh, then the open spots are kind of in flux but be uh, but in general be respectful and don't hug the tables. Mm-hmm. so there are like little areas for you to perform at the castle mm-hmm. so this this ties back to last episode where we were talking about people performing in front of you know before during or after other people's shows uh but we were talking about the magic castle is a place where you get to go see magic and uh they even have their own rules to make sure that you know you're not taking away from the focus of the performer mm-hmm. so so i wanted to write in about that so thank you rob Uh, We also had some people. Let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, Lots of positive feedback, too, by the way. But there were some people that maybe
0: misinterpreted what we were talking about with the whole EDC, which stands for everyday carry.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the the thing we need to address first is that mostly the thing I was had the most uh, gripe with was the term EDC. Which was
0: really just kind of a joke. Right, it's just well for me. Maybe not for you.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's something about just that that everyday carry rubs me the wrong way, and I think maybe because it comes from like a not from the magic community it comes kind of from the the gun community right of right like right, what right. You're carrying around so i don't well, know to
0: maybe... me yeah it's like a funny phrase that's like in vogue right now in magic yeah. like the same way i don't know have you heard no cap do you know what that is
1: no what is that
0: okay so that's like what what teenagers are saying now it's like lingo when oh, when so something so old it's like i know i know so this is part of us just being old
1: it was like me being on AGT 10 years ago. <laughs> yes, feels so old.
0: <laughs> um like so when you're saying something that's like true, yeah. You, it means it means no lie. It means no cap. So like yeah, okay. I did this this and this this weekend, no cap. Gotcha. I, I think, think I'm using did. it correctly, not 100% <laughs> sure. But um the point is, we mm-hmm. were just kind of like making a joke about the lingo. Yes of EDC and like it also happened to be the name of a music festival and all of that. Yeah. Um, but, but one listener wrote a, you know, wrote, wrote a blog post and, and even made reference to like us, maybe we wouldn't like it, but like, no, we love you for writing it. We love when people Mm -hmm. write in, we love hearing your opinions and like, and said, Oh, if I write this, I might never have a chance to meet you guys. I "I would love to meet you. And I love hearing your thoughts. And like, it was, it was written in private and sent to us. It's not something public, which we appreciate, too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So we're not going to read it on the air. Or no, like no, no, but- no, no. And,
0: and we appreciate that. It's like, um, but in no way was it meant to disparage performers that, that are carrying magic on them. I do that. Right. I, I Me saying I don't carry magic on me is totally BS. I literally left the house yesterday with my deck of cards because I wanted to try out what I was working on as soon as I had a, for the lack of a better word,
1: victim. <laughs> right. And I, and I think right? for me, you know, I said, for those of you who can do it, that do it, that's great. It's just for me, it doesn't doesn't fit my style of performing. So it's not right. disparaging anyone else who does do no, that. No, yeah. no.
0: And I go through stages where I choose not to carry things right. on me too. But it just depends on the mood. And like, yeah, in no way was it meant to be that way. We talk about intentions mm. on this podcast all the time. And like the intention was not to disparage anyone who, right. you know, chooses to carry magic with them all the time. You know, w- Jeff McBride has been preaching exactly. uh, what he calls magician 24-7 is, you know, my biggest magic inspiration growing up, has been preaching magic 24-7 since as long as I can remember and always wants to be able to perform if he needs to at any given time. Um, but I think our point is, like, I do think you need to be aware. Part right. of my point was you need to be aware of situations where it's not appropriate. That's all.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the key point there, too, is like uh, I referenced the uh, the magician mentor who would look at the situation and figure out whether or not it was right to perform. And they would say no. Uh, Someone else, uh, 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 Dr. Bob actually messaged me and said that was actually Slidini, who, who was like, would look at the different um variety like the the venue around him and if it wasn't conducive to perform he'd decline until he was able to perform uh mm-hmm. and uh but yeah and then just to choose things that are organic like I'd rather be you know pa- if I was a card guy I'd rather be past a deck of cards so it looks like it's part of the environment sure. that's just, that's a personal taste for me you know mm-hmm, but if you mm-hmm. carry a deck of cards sure and you want to perform that's that you have every right to but again we're saying i think i think it, the the rant came from the frustration of when people do see you as a magician or whatever like just show me a trick and they expect you to be always on and dance monkey dance right dance monkey right. dance exactly and mm-hmm. to be more i just i just want to give people more of the power to to say no if they want Absolutely. to and to take control of the situation to perform when they want
0: Right. I want you to have the power to choose to perform if it's the right moment and choose mm-hmm. to decline if it's A, not the right moment, or B, you just don't right. want to for whatever reason.
1: Right, exactly. Right. You don't exactly. have to be
0: on all the time if you choose not to be. Um, but, yeah, I implore you to be able and willing. Uh, able and right. ready if you want to, I should say. Not necessarily willing, but right. able to be willing. <laughs>
1: So so, yeah, I just didn't want this to be like a, you know, these guys are the pros and they're, you know, d- talking down to the amateurs or something like that, because that's not what we not at all. No, no, at no. All. Uh, and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, there's there's many rooms in magic, as Eugene Berger says. Right. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, our friend Bruce wrote into us to tell us that quote, that th- there's different opportunities for people to enjoy magic on different levels and mm-hmm. sure if you want to have a deck of cards with you or whatever your everyday carry is that you bring in your pockets uh to perform by all means do it but also just like hey i'm gonna grab some magic is a fun word to say phrase way to phrase it that doesn't have to sound listen
0: like... <laughs> i think we're fighting the phrase the the acronym the more than anything else i'll tell you i agree you know and as one person mentioned like you know, of course we have EDCs and reference like phone wallet keys, like literally being EDCs unrelated to magic. I still stand by, I just refuse to call my phone, my wallet, my keys, my cards. I just refuse to call it my EDC. That's all for now. That could change. But for right now, it's just not a phrase for me. I also, I I also sound weird trying to say like the current phrases that (laughs) younger people say, like I recently, just a couple of weeks ago, um, tried to incorporate the word sus into my lexicon
1: oh i've, I've used sus
0: it didn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> it just totally didn't work someone said it to me and then like i tried to like regurgitate it back to them in yeah. within the same conversation and i was like that was weird right and she's like yeah that was totally weird <laughs>
1: Were you acting sus by saying sus? I think so, but I'm not sure because I'm not
0: at a, you know, I'm right. not at a stage in life where I can use sus. I just need to accept right, that. Right, right. Maybe so, I am. Maybe again, anything could change. Um I'm, I'm able to adapt. We'll see. Exactly.
1: Exactly
0: Maybe next week, literally, I'll be throwing sus, no cap, and EDC at you all at once. Well, there you
1: go. Uh just don't do it around me maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like editing it out. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: Why do you hate the phrase? Or is it just is it you're just old? Is that it?
1: No, I don't know. Something about it irks me. I don't know. Why. I didn't
0: even know about it
1: till you told me. You know that, right? Yeah, I know.
0: I know. So and I was I, more just jumping on board more than I'm anything, just,
1: but maybe just cuz i'm seeing it way more often too it's just like it seems to be in this zeitgeist in the magic world of just saying that phrase and i mean like there's so many like groups and stuff i'm seeing other performers who are now commenting on it too it's like where did this phrase come from so i don't know i don't know
0: yeah but Look, i mean maybe again, maybe this is just to get off my lawn thing i don't know but it for, i'm having a it hard time it could
1: be it very much could be i'm
0: having a hard time getting the phrase into my uh and Same. in my uh, my uh, lexicon, but we'll right.
1: see. But again, if you are the type of person who brings magic with you, sure, by all means, we're very happy for you to do that. And it's not me, you know, saying like this is this is the way it should be and the end all be all. That wasn't the point of. Google. I encourage you
0: to have stuff with you. I'll tell yeah. you, I met a lot of magicians at Magic Live, and like, I I was very excited to see them show me things. Yeah. I actually enjoy absolutely. I enjoy a, a magic an impromptu magic session. So if you have something and you want to share it. It's like probably it, there's a good chance that'll be the highlight of my day, right? Yeah, you know that's awesome and like, yeah,
1: great, love it. Me, I don't like having things in my pockets. I already have enough <laughs> a phone. You even when them. you actually go to a paid gig, you don't even want to bring stuff with you. No, I know that's why I became a mentalist. <laughs> Just a little satchel bag. <laughs> so i think yeah maybe that maybe that all it all comes from my uh, desire to just want to be you know kind of treated like a stand-up comic like here's a mic ready get going without much setup but um but yeah no i mean i'm already carrying a lot with a phone wallet keys like you're saying now we have to carry masks still too and like i know that's a a new edc (laughs) it's a new edc (laughs) So anyway, we just wanted to thank everyone who did write in and we do appreciate your opinions and and we're happy to have differing opinions uh, on certain things as well. Yeah,
0: this is just a a joke nonetheless, but honestly, we do appreciate the the
1: the passionate replies on it,
0: you know, and and understand where we were coming from, please. Yeah, for
1: sure. For sure. Well, Matt, uh, we are winding down the episode. So you want to go over goals?
0: Yeah, so you, you sprung this one on me, uh, this, this early recording, so I didn't, I didn't actually meet my goal this week of, of watching the second part of the George Carlin documentary. I think I could have achieved it mm. if we recorded on a normal timeline, because it was a short week, I didn't get to it, and uh, yep. now I get a free pass to, to carry that one over.
1: That is true. And then you got some other stuff behind the scenes you're going to do for me in the podcast here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you were also going to jam on your other magic ideas. I don't remember what those were now. Hold on. Let me see. Just continue jamming on magic maybe. Mm, what did I say? Jam did on I magic. Did I say that? A, I mean, I might have typed it down wrong. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. Well, um that that always remains true, so I will continue with that. I figured maybe so Maybe I'll much. continue jamming on the idea of trying to like um educate in an education uh, entertain in an educational way. Um, via social media and like why magic is more than what it appears to be on the surface absolutely an uphill battle
1: i like it i like it and uh last week i was gonna continue working on methods and writing for the stage piece i was doing but um man it's been a busy week for me i've been back and forth and driving back and forth to massachusetts and other gigs and uh, I haven't had much time other than uh, the stuff I need to do behind the scenes with this podcast, Matt. So I'm gonna carry over all of my goals of continue reading the book, continue working on stage pieces, and to continue working on podcast stuff. I know it's a cop out, but I've got tangible goals to do first now. But let's jump over to plugs. What uh, what do you got to plug, Matt? Uh, Well, I
0: think our new Patreon is first and foremost. Uh, We're we're so excited. People have jumped on board uh, right away. Really, really exciting. Uh, Thank you to all of our listeners and those who have chosen to uh, contribute to the podcast. This isn't a podcast where we're throwing lots of uh, ads or sponsors at you or anything. So, you know, for those who have chosen to... Uh, Contribute—that's really, really awesome, and um, it's just—it's just appreciated to have you be part of this community. But uh, it, this podcast will continue to be free, uh, whether you do that or not. So, thank you to everyone, and uh, that's it. We, I've, I've yeah. got a show in Vegas. If you want to come hang out, um, and you find yourself here,
1: you know where to find those tickets. Absolutely, you can go to Ticketmaster to buy tickets to Matt's show. Visit me at com. And as Matt was saying, yeah, we are so thrilled that people were. Uh, jumping on to uh, to to back the show again, we appreciate you. If you want to become a patron as well, go to Patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash Mind Over Magic Podcast, and uh, we appreciate you checking that out. We're gonna be filling up that video vault soon. Uh, and we already
0: have names to drop. Do we do that this week or we wait for next week? For- oh,
1: we're going to do them at the end of the episode, Matt. Uh, yeah. This week? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. I was hoping that was the answer. So, cool. Uh, and visit us at our website where you can see, uh, you know, at certain tiers, you get listed as a patron uh, over at mindovermagicpodcast.com or you can check out all of our past episodes there. Uh, just a quick shout out to Alex who's been running that website for us. So, thank you, Alex, for everything you're doing over there. Uh, And you can, of course, write us your thoughts about anything we talked about here, whether you agree with us or not, at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. And hit us up on the socials, Mind Magic Pod. I've seen a lot of people uh, kind of spreading the word uh, about us. So we appreciate you telling your friends uh, because we're seeing a lot of new followers and so forth. So thank you so much if you've been, uh, you know, telling people about this. uh, we, We do appreciate you. Thank you so much. So, Matt. Thank you. I'd like to thank our producers from Patreon, Dr. Bob Baker, James Dawson, and Jesse Miller. If you want to be a patron as well, you can head over to patreon.com slash mindovermagicpodcast. Thank you so much. You got it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Over.